Applications for four coal leases in the Powder River Basin will now have to go back to the drawing board. A recent court decision says those leases neglected to properly take climate change into account when listing all the possible environmental impacts. The decision could have widespread consequences for energy development on federal land in the West. For Inside Energy, Wyoming Public Radio's Cooper McKim reports. It's never been easy to quantify the impact of climate change in energy development. In fact, there's been a conversation about it extending back to the 1990s. Sam Kalin is looking through old case files to show me where climate came into earlier environmental reviews. He's a law professor at the University of Wyoming. I mean, so for example, here's an earlier one. He points to a 2010 challenge of a BLM review that needed to include estimates of CO2 emissions. The federal government has never come up with a uniform standard, though, of how applications should quantify climate change impact. And that has made leases vulnerable to court challenges. In September, the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals decided environmental impact statements for the four Powder River Basin leases didn't give enough weight to the possible greenhouse gas emissions of all that coal. It's the third major court decision this year that came to the same conclusion. I think what the courts are telling us is that it's fairly clear that you have to include a climate assessment impact in the NEPA document. That's the National Environmental Policy Act. And for the administration to decide it doesn't want to do that, I believe it would need to go back to Congress. They wanted to change NEPA. The Tenth Circuit's opinion will certainly help clarify how several Western states' BLM offices need to behave moving forward. Up until now, it's been up to the courts and states to figure out how to look at climate and environmental impact statements. Some states require a hefty section on climate impacts, while others may approve a lease with only a minimal or even non-existent review of them. This case came about after several environmental groups sued. The BLM's original environmental impact statement gave little information on how burning all this new coal would contribute to climate change or any ways to offset it. Jeremy Nichols says that's ridiculous. We're talking nearly 2 billion tons of coal. When you actually calculate what that would mean if it was all burned, it's around 3.4 billion metric tons of carbon emissions. That's half of the United States' total greenhouse gas emission inventory. So this is uh, its significant. This is about as big as it gets. Nichols is with Wild Earth Guardians, one of the environmental groups that fought the proposed leases along with the Sierra Club. The BLM tried to argue those emissions would make it into the atmosphere anyway. If the coal weren't dug here, it would be dug elsewhere. That's just insane. You cannot, I mean, where, where is coal going to come from if it doesn't come from the Powder River Basin? There is no other coal-producing region that comes close to producing as much coal. The Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals is the highest court to take a stand on climate change accounting. The panel of judges decided Elise's environmental impact statement needs to quantify and qualify how much greenhouse gases a project would emit. The BLM is also required to include ways to minimize that impact, like better technology or even leaving the resource in the ground. Nichols explains why this ruling is significant. It, it basically says that, yes, the federal government can approve more coal mining, but it, it still has to be honest with the public about what it will cost in terms of carbon emissions and climate impacts. Many in the industry aren't happy about the ruling. Here's Travis Detai, head of the Wyoming Mining Association. He says coal leasing is already not easy. Decisions like this where uh, you, you make the agency go back, uh, the BLM, go back and start incorporating some of this stuff that really is not their charge to do, um, you know, it just makes it tougher. Detai says he worries bulked up climate considerations will just give more ammo to environmental groups, homeowners, and others to sue. Rob Godby is an energy economist at the University of Wyoming. He explains any change to Powder River Basin coal leasing could have a big impact because PRB coal is shipped all over the country to as many as 30 states. 
the impact won't be in costs as much as in ongoing litigation. I wouldn't say this makes coal something that's not economically viable in the Powder River Basin anymore. What what we don't know is what the impact of this decision will be. It certainly opens avenues in the courts now. As for the contested coal leases in the Powder River Basin, the BLM will have to go back to the drawing board and analyze its climate change contributions. The court didn't reject the leases outright and will be decided in the end by a lower court. For Inside Energy, I'm Cooper McKim. If you're eager for more coal news, check out our website where we've got stories with energy experts and the voices of coal miners, power plant workers, and local residents affected by the industry. That's all at InsideEnergy.org.